0: We've got a body image problem in this country. And I'm I'm not just talking about our own individual bodies, although that's a related problem. We've got a long-running body image problem in what we think Lutherans ought to look like, or what we think our community ought to look like, or what we think America ought to look like. We've got this image of the perfect corporate body, just like many of us have this image of the perfect physical body. Such a fantasy kills individuals, congregations, communities, even countries. The death of George Floyd this week made that painfully clear yet again. Certain members of the body politic in the United States continue to be denied basic human rights and dignity because of their skin color or economic class. When that happens for decades upon decades to black and brown individuals, should we be surprised at the wave and intensity of anger that has boiled over in the Twin Cities? Public order and safety must be restored, but let's try to understand the anger for a moment for most of these folks, leaving aside the fact that there will always be some people who just want to watch the world burn. Remember how angry white protesters were a few weeks ago in Lansing, Michigan? Take that anger and multiply it by 400 years of slavery, lynching, and systemic racism and classism. and We might get an approximation of how our black and brown brothers and sisters feel. Now, some of you might be thinking, Pastor, where do you get off talking about the rioting and looting and general mayhem going on? You're just as comfortable as the rest of us. And you would be angry and scared, too, if your property went up in flames. You're just as reliant on the police to maintain public order here as all of us. So don't go pontificating about what's going on in Minneapolis. Stop being political. Keep church at church. I concede most of this. I am just as comfortable and just as reliant on our women and men in uniform to keep public order and safety as everybody else here in Douglas County. In fact, our Lutheran theology of vocation and theology of the law reminds me that they are called to exercise that function by God. And I know that there is so much I don't know. There is so much we don't know. What would we do under that kind of stress, under that level of fear? On a personal note, the mayor of Minneapolis is my age. And I don't know how I would exercise leadership in that situation, let alone maintain my personal sanity. However, my task and calling today is to preach a word from the Lord. And it is remarkable how Paul's writing on the body applies to our time. There is a word from the Lord there for us today. The whole letter of 1 Corinthians is a case study And what happens when a community forgets that they are members of and connected in a singular body? In this case, the mystical body of Christ. What is happening today in the Twin Cities and throughout the country has less to do with partisan politics, despite the noise out there, and much more to do with how God calls us to embody the gospel of Jesus Christ in our day. In Paul's day, The problems at Corinth lay in class distinctions and spiritual abilities. In chapter 11, Paul excoriates them for upholding unchristian class distinctions at the Lord's Supper. They get together, and each goes ahead with their own supper. The Corinthian church was BYOB, I suppose. And in Paul's words, one goes hungry and another becomes drunk. Such a supper was not the Lord's Supper, Paul says, but a mockery of it. Another problem that Paul gets into is the privileging of some spiritual things over others. The Corinthians were drawn to abilities that got attention. Not much different, perhaps, from many of us. For them, that was speaking in heaven-inspired, unintelligible speech, also known as speaking in tongues or working miracles. Midwestern American Lutherans are freaked out by speaking in tongues, for the most part, and so for us, those abilities, those privileged abilities, might be charismatic preaching or professional musicianship. In either case, the temptation was and is to disregard the quieter but greater abilities granted by the Spirit. Gifts of faith, love, and hope, the three great virtues, according to Paul, often don't garner much notice because they're in the background and they're difficult. They're hard. They require practice and effort even though they are gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's funny how gifts of the Holy Spirit require us to work harder sometimes. As Amber pointed out, Ruth has the gift of music, but I guarantee you, she put in hours upon hours at the piano to turn those gifts into what they are. Holy Spirit gives us gifts that require us to work. That's grace, paradoxically. For my part, I can tell you it's far, far easier to preach a sermon than it is to love people sometimes. Not joking. It's far easier to preach a sermon than it is to love people. And if you want to know, especially when I'm angry or hurt, or when I want to be left alone, just ask Sarah. <laughs> Yet Paul in chapter 13 calls on me and on all of us to strive to do exactly that. If I don't have, if I don't strive for, and if I don't have this holy inspired agape love, it doesn't matter how many inspiring sermons I preach if I don't have Holy Spirit, if we don't have that kind of love, it doesn't matter how well regarded a community Alexandria is, or how much good Shalom Lutheran Church does, or how awesome our worship is, it doesn't matter without that kind of love we cannot see how we are all knit into one body of Christ with various charismas charismata the Greek word there, granted by the Holy Spirit. We can too easily fall into the trap that the Corinthians did. By esteeming some abilities and disregarding others, we easily esteem some people and treat others like garbage. But a miracle happened there at Corinth and has continued to happen at the church, in the church, throughout its 2,000-year history. The Spirit-inspired agape love in the congregation at Corinth was enough to keep the church from falling apart. It kept the church alive, and with it, kept the gospel alive. Kind of like our daily bread. God the Spirit gives us our daily ability to to love. Without that spirit-inspired love, the church would have quickly torn itself apart. There are too many schisms already to name in church history. Imagine what would have happened if the spirit hadn't sustained the church at all. It would have been a non-starter. The church would have been an abortion, an accident of the times, a stray hair in the dustbin of history. But by the grace of God, It isn't, and we aren't. The Spirit has been active in the church since that day of Pentecost when a violent wind and flame rushed into that assembly of Galilean Christ followers. The Spirit has been active in the church since that day granting various gifts and abilities and inspiring us to continue to work hard for the sake of the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. On that day... The day of Pentecost, the universality of God's mission was revealed to redeem, restore, and perfect humanity through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the mission of God, to redeem, restore, and maybe not, let's not say perfect, let's say complete, complete humanity through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the sum and total of what we are about as Christians. A new way of life has been opened in Christ. A new way of being community. A community that realizes we fall into the same traps that the Corinthian church did without even meaning to. And yet knows that the Spirit is continually working on and within us to bring us to repentance. Ongoing repentance. And ongoing amendment of life and to pursue, inspiring us to pursue the greater gifts. Agape the love, Paul says, is a preeminent among them. The Spirit calls us to let go of what we think the perfect body of people looks like and embrace the manifestation of the body of Christ that the Spirit has called us to be in this place and at this time. A redeemed people. A people restored to fellowship with God and each other. A people that strive to do justice, love, kindness, and walk humbly with their God. A people granted various kinds of charismas, spiritual gifts, to do the work of Christ and to be Christ's body in the world. God the Spirit, help us remain and strive to be that kind of people. One people. Not in a fictional, perfect body of our own imagination, but one in the real, tangible, present body of Christ. Amen.